Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Survivor. Yeah. Yes, hello everyone. Uh, we are uh, in our final preseason podcast uh, before season 44 started and we were taking a a bit of a uh, uh, a detour from the season 44 coverage to discuss the last three seasons, particularly particularly the last three seasons, the characters, the cast members, we are going to be ranking them, but we are going to be ranking the top seven. And we are doing in a, this in a uh, co- uh, competitive collaboration serpentine style draft, fully based off. In the past, we did a loose based off of screen drafts. Today's draft is going to be fully based off of the standard screen drafts. An homage. An homage to screen drafts, which is a podcast, which I recommend you all check out if you like uh, movie podcasts and podcasts that are three and a half hours long. Um I don't can, think ours will be that long today. No, no, we'll we'll strive to keep it shorter. So let's let's quickly describe to the listeners because it, it it is kind of a difficult uh uh thing to explain. So let's let's describe it. Yeah. So in the most basic kind of thing here, what we're doing is that we're going to be ranking the best people or the best players well, of these modern uh, <laughs> best characters. We're doing characters or players. I've prepared for strategy. Because I think that the most contentious thing is if people are good or not. We didn't discuss this. No, I said the best players. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I put players there. Okay. Um. Right. So our list You're is not going to like be... my list. Oh, my God. What the hell? Can we not? Can you not regroup? Because I think that the best, the kind of I'm most... I'm going by people I want to see. Oh my! People God. I like. Joel, what is happening? This is going to be an insane list right now. Uh, so I think that the most contentious thing is that whether people, uh, were good players or not. Um, and that's been kind of uh, the divide. Some people think certain people are good players. Some people think other people are good players. And there's a lot of people that think that there's a lot of bad players. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens here now uh, that uh, Joel's gone completely fucking rogue on me. <laughs> uh, but we'll be drafting uh, basically this list. So we're collaborating together. Um, so we'll have it uh, split up into uh, two segments here where it'll be drafter A and B. So drafter A will have the seven, six, four, and two spot, and drafter B will have the five, three, and one less picks, but they'll be able to choose the number one. So, yeah, so we'll be creating this list together. So that will be the definitive list after. You may have seen this um, as we've chosen best seasons, uh, best uh weirdos best uh competitions or challenges rivalries so this is going to be us ranking 41 through 43 of the The new era 
the players. So, Joel, you've obviously taken a different approach than I have with this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that are you while making this list thinking about a good season spread or are you going to be heavy on a season? How are we kind of thinking? I'm, your... I'm trying to spread it out. I'm trying you're, to spread them out. You're trying to do a bit of a spread here. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, we also should mention there are vetoes. If uh, Cody and I uh, are unsatisfied with the pick, we can veto it, but that does not mean that it can't be played higher. So vetoes are to be used strategically. Um, it just be, cannot be used again in that um, pick. So if, if I picked fucking David Voce, number seven, and uh, Cody vetoed me, I can't play it again in the number seven spot. But if I ha- I can play him again at the number two spot if I wanted to. Yeah, it could go higher in there if you dare to. Yeah. If you dare to put Voce higher than seven. But the vetoes are precious. We only have one veto each. And yep. it seems like this list is going to be insane. It's going to be contentious. <laughs> um I don't know what's going to happen at this point. So, I mean, we right all along... know how I feel about these seasons. So, it's not like my favorite character list is very much different than from the best player list. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So, we'll be riding it out here and I guess uh sit down, relax, uh enjoy us doing this ranking. Feel free to yell at us. Mhm. Um message us your yells and i mean that's the thing like we're collaborating on this list so it's going to differentiate from each other's but it will be definitive at the end yes uh cody should we do the thing where we message each other our picks uh no you you read out my picks and i read out yours (laughs) no i don't think so okay it 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 adds to the drama though (laughs) fine we'll do it yes Okay, so I guess we should uh, get into it here. We're going to randomize who gets um, the choice at the what? choice between A or B, most picks or the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the choice is yours, Joel. Do you want the most picks or do you want that number one? I'm going to go with more picks. More picks. Okay, so Joel will be... A, so once again, Joel will have number seven, six, four, and two. And then I will have five, three, and one. Um, Honestly, this is now stressful for me. You having more picks is the most dangerous thing that could possibly <laughs> happen. I'll try. I'll try and uh, and. uh order them in they basically i have a list of my favorite players and i can if you want i can order them from worst to best <laughs> it would be preferred okay <laughs> uh worst to best like strategically okay all right so i'm gonna send you my number seven pick i think i know who it's gonna be already okay so <laughs> with joel's first pick He's already thrown the list out the window with someone that threw himself essentially out of the game by spiraling out of control, just like Joel's doing at the start of this list. He's kicking off with number seven on the best players of Survivor 41 through 43 with Daniel Strunk. 
Yes. Joel, can you explain yourself? So first of all, I love Daniel Strunk. The, the couple of episodes where he uh, gets his uh, gets Jenny Kim voted out because he refuses to uh, um, go to rocks. He just plays every single time he has a, a way to play something strategically. He has two options in front of him and he goes the wrong way. Uh, he loses Mike's idol. He uh, gets himself um, blindsided and doesn't see it coming. <laughs> Total moron. Uh, I I really loved watching him play and he was like a he was in politics and all this stuff and there's so much talk of him being good and then he <laughs> totally Jacob Derwins himself yeah. but but he does it, it over the course of a few episodes we get to see it uh play out in a very entertaining fashion and i guess my thought is that he does make choices uh to maybe justify his his uh placement on the list he'll no doubt be the worst player we talk about today but uh he uh, at least did make some choices. He played the game. Yeah, he overplayed the game. Um, here's the thing, Joel. I Do I use my only veto? Right. I think I should be armed with an extra veto at this point. Um, <laughs> do I use my only veto on this? Strunk is not a good player. I think there's 10 people that could be on this list. Mm -hmm. And Strunk is probably in the bottom 20. <laughs> but I am so scared of who you would replace Strunk with that I don't know if I can. Is there worse than Strunk, though? Like, if you're sitting at home right now, are you thinking, is there worse than Strunk? As a player in Modern Survivor. I can play him higher. Remember, buddy. But would you? Will I? That's the thing, because Joel can turn around and just play him at number six anyways. And we're going to get likely two awful picks here. <laughs> like just dreadful fucking picks. This is already the worst list I've ever heard of, but it's definitive. So, I mean, I have nothing really good to say about Daniel Strunk. I think I said it mainly off the top. I, I mean, he falls apart completely. He doesn't make the merge, does he? No, no, he doesn't make the merge. That's a that's a perfect great player. He doesn't even make the fake merge. No. So great. Yeah. And he, oh, and remember he uh dislocated his shoulder. Right. Yeah. You know what? I don't think there's anyone worse than Daniel Strunk, so I'm going to go ahead and just veto it right off the top. I'm sinking the veto. Wow. I'm sinking wow. it. I can't. Oh. I can't. Okay. I can't do it with Daniel Strunk, and I hope in good faith that oh. that you can't either. I mean, okay. All right. So I'll I'll send you my replacement pick and I'd have to I'm gonna. I I may just play him on number six. I'm not sure. <laughs> this so is exactly 
who I thought would replace Daniel Strunk, and I don't know if it's worse or best. This is who I was expecting for your number seven to be. He is. He's actually my number one. <laughs> this is exactly who I was expecting uh, you to put on the list, and Joel is choosing someone that's maybe uh, one of the kings of the catchphrases of that small history of survivor and he's choosing brad reese yeah it's like uh, your hair is like kind of like broccoli broccoli on your head like my hair is like kind of like broccoli (laughs) so i like what he said about broccoli i like that when ricard and jd go to go to talk at the well he sprints across the beach to hide to listen to them (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was king's strategy and then uh he made a ferris bueller of himself to go (laughs) um on a excursion at night so that nobody would see nobody would suspect anything um i would say his only downfall as a player is is trusting shan he uh was all in on shan and shan uh was ready to stab him in the back. But otherwise, I feel like he played a really fun, almost Tony-esque game. Um, so, just without the... Uh, I think had he been a bit more cutthroat, he he would have honestly been on par with the crazy spark plugs like, like a Tony. Or, or a Sandra. Wow. So you have high hopes in Brad Reese. I think he could do great on a second run because people would be underestimating him. They would try and use him, but he would be going going off. He was just so fun. I had so much fun with him. It was it's one of my greatest heartbreaks seeing him get voted out in my not just in my survivor watching life, in my entire life. I felt uh, deep in utter sorrow. People were sending me condolence messages. I I don't think see I think that as a survivor weirdo you've overrated brad reese let alone as a player of the game i do think he's better than strunk though so i'm not mad about my decision of vetoing strunk well you because i put, knew you just put happen you just sent strunk to the number two spot so <laughs> you obviously think that brad reese is not as good as strunk oh my god this this is at this point, my picks are going to be out of place. <laughs> so, yeah, Brad Reese. I, God damn it. I don't have a lot good to say. We didn't see a lot of Brad Reese. He, he went into the game pretty early. You already said that he got outplayed by someone that I guess would be better on the list than Brad Reese, but I don't think we'll be seeing her at this point. So <laughs> you don't think you're going to we're going to see her? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. You tried to kick off with Brad Reese and Strunk. Mm-hmm. And by tried, you successfully got Brad Reese on there. I think you were waiting for me to veto <laughs> Strunk just so you could put Brad Reese on there. All right. I'm going to. Do you so he's on there? Yeah, well, there's nothing but I can do about did, it. Do you, did you enjoyed watching him when he was on the show? 
I think he's fine. I think he's kind of forgettable, though, at the end of the day. Uh, 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 well, you're never going to forget him now because he's number seven. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he's okay. number seven. All right. So I'm going to send you my number six pick. Okay. I really want to send you Strunk right now. Don't do it. All right. I won't. See. For all the listeners at home, we're just all along for the ride of this now because I can't do anything about it. I I took Strunk off for all of you. And now um, we're getting someone I'm a little bit more okay with. I think that this person wouldn't have cracked my top 10, but he did have, he was living. That's what I can say about him. L-I-V-I-N. He was living and he has my name. So I guess we're okay with seeing Cody on the list. Yes, Cody uh, was a really fun character to watch. He, uh, I think we talked about it with Tom a bit. His unfamiliarity with the game and uh, kind of helped him, I think, more than it was a deterrent. Um, I think his downfall, obviously, was trusting Jesse too much at the end. And I think uh, not lowering his threat level enough. But I think... As a character, he was really great, but he surprised me uh, in his strategy. He kind of had this. He and and Jesse were sort of at the top, and as we found out, he and Gabe, he Gabler and Jesse were at the top together. Actually, mm-hmm. um, what was their alliance called again? The Rider Dies. Rider Dies. Um, they. Uh, but Cody, I feel like was the sort of the the figurehead of that um, alliance, and uh, he played a bit more forward than the other two, which is why he probably got voted out first. But uh, yeah, he, he definitely surprised me. He had, he had people he wanted to gut out that he went for, you know, he had interesting strategy around it. Like uh, the, the trying to get out Carla move, like telling her that they're not going to play their idols was, was smart. And I don't know. He did some cool stuff. I don't know. And he was really fun. I think the fun character. I think that you're right. I think that Cody is kind of the perfect mix of what you want in a a fun character, but still showed strategy. I think that um, we didn't get to the point where we got to see Cody do moves on his own as Jesse uh, struck first, which I I stand by that Jesse also struck too early. So we didn't see uh, Cody make that mistake. Um, I don't know if how Cody would do if he would have legs going into that finals, if they would have uh, targeted him or Jesse or, or if I don't know how that would have went, but I, I think that uh, Cody actually stood a bit of a chance if he would have made it further there. Um, I don't think he would have stood a chance in front of Jesse in the final tribal, but I thought that he made some interesting uh, moves and he was definitely a player that seemed less familiar, but also got the vibe and uh, made decisions when he had to. And that's our number six pick. Number six. So now it finally. We get to Cody, his first pick on the draft. He's going to send me his number five pick and I will read it out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 
I see those three dots moving. Okay, so Cody has selected. We're going to keep going with season 43. Cody has selected Cassidy. Yeah, I uh, I select Cassidy. I think that with the picks of Cody and Cassidy, one of the big things strategically here is that Joel will really have to make it heavy on 43 to pick any more uh, people from that list. But I think that with Cassidy, that she is rightful to be on the list as well. I, I think that um, she was kind of uh, shit on in that final tribal council. I, I've stood by that. I've mentioned it before. But at the end of the day, I think that Cassidy outmaneuvered Carla. I think that she outmaneuvered everybody that was on her power alliance to eventually get to the finals. And I think that that spoke to her downplaying herself to her being strategic when she had to, and to her even taking out a big name like Jesse to the point where obviously people turned against her due to that on the jury, but that's not her fault. So I, th I think that um, Cassidy as a player uh, showed bit more of a kind of Erica style gameplay that we've seen so prominent now in these um, last three seasons. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to veto it just to see. I, I, I'm not exactly high on Cassidy and I don't think it's any fault of her own. I obviously came with this list a different way, but I think I, I don't think she's a great character on the show we obviously i think the editors made sure we didn't see too much of her especially in the first part of the game started to see more of a personality and confessionals later mm -hmm. and her relationship with carla was starting to get interesting which i still think we should have seen more of um i th i think that they had to downplay cassidy due to making the audience have a reason to think that she shouldn't have won right I think we had to see less of her because there was no reason she shouldn't have won. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder, I, I, I would have, I, but either way, I, I would have liked to, to, uh, in another world, see more of her game. Um, but I also just, I don't, I, that season needed, they needed like a big move or something. And, Cassidy just didn't have a big move where in the, in the past, like the two winners before, uh, do you Mary... not think the Jesse one was a big move? Her, was it her move? Yeah. She had the choice and she chose Gabler because she knew that he was better at fire and it was smart not to choose herself. I get, I, they ended I guess, up turning I mean, that against her. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that I mean, was a it's, big it's, move it's, in the right but move. In comparison to Erica and, and Marianne, they had a bit more to show for it. And in the end, just Gabler having that relationship at the top with the with the people at the top of the alliance, as well as his Ellie move, I put that in quotations, that was enough for them. I'm not saying that Gabler is even a better player than Cassidy, but I'm just saying she just had less to show for it if we're talking about strategy. I um I think she, she her strategy is valid and totally fine, but just at the end, I'm trying to think of 
why she didn't win. She just didn't have as much to show for it as Marianne and Erica. I, I think that it was more to do with bitter jury because I think that with Carla and Jesse, that when we saw those episodes, Jesse was trying to trick her into doing the fire herself and she didn't fall for it. Instead, she did the most strategic thing by getting the best person at fire. Sure. To, I, I don't disagree with also you, that, the that was the, the I think that was a big move that, that was ignored. It was it was hit, held unfairly against her. Mm -hmm. Obviously, people on the jury wanted to see that. So maybe you give them what they wanted to see. But she obviously didn't know that. And also, I don't agree with the jury. Um, And I, I honestly don't care about it too, too much. I don't think we're arguing about it, but no. I don't care about it enough to argue. Uh, but I, I just I, I just think if if she had one next to next to Gabler, I think people would be complaining that she wasn't a good winner either as well uh next as people have done with gabler so i i just don't think she's done too too much she didn't have she didn't have like that big finale that erica had or that big move that marianne had at getting out omer um so yeah yeah i i don't know i feel like that winning the immunity is good but yeah, you know. I feel like th that a lot of her because she did have the most immunity wins that season. Sure. Um, And then I think that her outmaneuvering Carla and getting her out and not listening to Carla was a big move that Carla was bitter about. And she yeah. said that she was bitter about it. Um, She outmaneuvered Ryan. I think everyone that came after her, she ended up outmaneuvering them and lasting longer. And I think that that should have meant more than what it did to the jury instead the jury saw her a certain way and almost seemed to me like they were embarrassed about losing to her okay uh that's, yeah i i, I that's why I, she's I on the list you. for me i agree with you she i um i'm not gonna veto it's a good mm -hmm. pick all right um i guess i will send to you my number four pick okay the dots are moving. I'm yep. scared. I'm terrified. <laughs> what? This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Um, we have another wild Joel pick here. <laughs> I don't think it's that wild. <laughs> I think he belongs on the list. I think that it's someone that strategically was worse than Gabler fits a different fits a similar but yet different archetype as someone that was more entertaining and we got Mike Turner on the list Mike Turner Turner is on the list no vetoes I guess I agree that in the modern era survive a 43 Mike Turner is not as good of a player as Gabler we know that I'm drafting differently but Mike Turner actually played, which Gabler, I don't think he played that hard. Spent I don't know. too much time underwater. Yeah, with in in his palm fronds and his putting the fucking sling on <laughs> his elbow. Um, Mike Turner also exists outside of the Gabler comparisons because he's was a guy that you just could not help but root for. And even when he was making strange decisions and maybe pushing a little too hard on certain people to get them out, 
it was really fun. It was fun when he got mad at someone. You could tell he was just mad at them in the game. You could tell he really loved them. Otherwise, he was very fun to watch, and he um, uh, did some waffling at the end with his idol, which I think cost him to game, basically, and was not as self-aware at the end as he would have liked. But he also was self-aware in a way. He kind of got it once he realized what people were asking of him. He got it. Mm-hmm. Just the game he was playing was maybe not the game he thought he was playing, which was fun to watch in real time him realize that. Um, but it was also really fun to watch him get mad at high, mad at Omer, um, mad at Daniel Strunk. Um, it was, it, it was, and these are all three people he had originally had alliances with and he just immediately turns on them. It's fun to watch. I really like it. And, uh, he has a really fun and cute relationship with Marianne, which I, I loved seeing. Yeah, I mean, we have two people um, that made it to the finals, at least now, on our uh, top seven. <laughs> so Cassidy, we do, yes. Yeah, yeah, we do have that. Um, the, two, the two runners up. The one thing that I'm getting concerned about, Joel, is mm-hmm. that we have three winners left and only three spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of big names left that people think are quite good. Mm-hmm. And we only have three spots. Now, I know you're not going to veto yourself. No. Probably saving your veto in case I try to sneak Jonathan as number one. (laughs) I forgot about Jonathan. (laughs) You're lucky that I'm looking to make the best player list. Yeah. We would be really in uh, for some trouble. Yeah. Um, well, I was I I I before I heard you say that I was ready to 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 fight to not make Jonathan number one. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, Mike was a fun character. I think that Mike, uh, we watched him understand the game. I think you're exactly right with that, and we watched him develop as a quality player towards the end. So, I I mean, another season for Mike might be pretty interesting. It might get worse. Yeah. But it could be interesting. Yeah. I'd like to see it. So, I don't mind Mike on the list. I think that's a better pick than Strunk once again. All right. So, so let's see your number three pick. Yeah. I think we have... We're done talking about Mike. Sorry. Yeah. We're we're done here. I'm, I'm looking at the spread... And we have one person from each season, two people from the latest season. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make my number three pick. I only have two picks left, only three picks total. Mm -hmm. And I don't Uh, in my head, in my head, even with the pick I have, there's a there's a clear top three that we need to go. We need to do. Yeah, I I think I think. Yeah, I had some interesting ones on this list that aren't going to make it now, but I do think that this person should be on the list and not number one, so I want to put them here. Oh, this was not in my idea of this (laughs) top three. Oh, God. So, yeah, I was thinking of someone else who went out in the finale would be in this number three spot. But Cody went with someone from Survivor Season 41. He went with Ricard, a non-winner. Goes out in the final five. Yes. So 
I w- I'm ready to veto this, but I, I am I am also ready to hear you out. Let me take a stand here because I came prepared for Ricard to be the best non-winner what? on this on this list. I think that Ricard is the best non-winner on this list. I think that Ricard showed a lot more and his mistakes weren't as egregious as another popular non-winner, probably the most popular non-winner. And I, and did, I, I, did, I did not think of that I would have to be defending this said non-winner, but go ahead. Yeah, and I like that. I like that non-winner, and we, we might still see him on the list here. I don't I guess, know. I, I guess. But I do <laughs> think yeah, we might not. I don't know. But I do think that Ricard uh, showed a lot in this season. I think that we saw... Um, in 41, we saw Ricard and Shan as power players uh, for the first bit there, for uh, for at least the first, I would say, three quarters of the season until the implosion. Um, and when that happened, we saw as Ricard picked the perfect moment to get rid of Shan. The only thing that I think Ricard lacked in his game was focusing on then getting a strong relationship and someone that he could hold on to going forward after he got rid of Shan. I think we saw that he tried to do that with Xander, um, but I think it was just too little too late. I think he was trying to do it with Erica as well. Yeah, I think it was just too little too late and he didn't prepare that early enough. But I think that if Ricard was to go back on... I would have faith in Ricard having another quality, great performance and not necessarily being targeted as as big of a threat as Jesse. So I think that I would have more faith in Ricard winning a returning season than I would him. And I think that his, like I said, his mistakes were less egregious. And then Jesse's, I think so. I think so. I disagree. So. I just, I'm gonna I'm gonna veto Ricard here. Really? Yeah, you didn't sell me enough on it. I just I I just I, in compare I I was willing to hear you out about it, but if but putting it in comparison to this other guy, I just I think if anything, they made the exact same mistake in getting out out their closest ally too early. Both of them did, and then made themselves too big of a threat level. Uh, I just I, I don't think he got out Shan. I think he picked the perfect moment for Shan and Jesse didn't pick the perfect. I, moment I disagree. Cody. I disagree. Um, But I, yeah, I'm vetoing him. I'm going to veto him. So let's send me your, your next uh, number three pick. Okay. This is top three now. This is top three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I would have played this person higher, but uh, Cody has selected our first winner on the draft, Marianne. Yes. Um, a fan of Applebee's, Marianne. I chose Marianne because I should I think... have coached you more. I could, I should have, uh, well, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Go ahead. She is a fan of Applebee's. She's the first Canadian on the list. Well, I, I see. So basically with that last pick, I see Ricard as the best non-winner 
So if there was a choice, then I would put him on the list. And I don't agree with putting someone else, that other person higher. Yeah, I'm going to put him on. So (laughs) (laughs) not to blow the suspense out of the room, but yeah. But I don't want to be the one responsible for it, even though I think that that's probably the popular choice and more people are going to agree with you. But let's talk about Marianne here, who was a very fun character Mm -hmm. uh, who also came away with the win because she knew when to turn it on. Um, I think that Marianne was someone that we saw as a zany character at first, and then we saw the strategy unfold Mm -hmm. and ended up being the most fun person, I think, of that season. She makes two really, maybe three really great moves near the end. Not quite the level of like kind of, puzzle box nature of Natalie Anderson, but very much the sort of Natalie Anderson game being someone's friend the whole time. And then secretly plotting to just uh, drop you like a sack of bricks at the end Um, and had, and, and well, the, I think obviously her getting out Omer on the duality vote at the, uh, in the final six was really cool. Um, But to, to go forward to convince Mike basically to play his idol on her, despite having an idol at the end is so smart because if Mike's at the end with her, she has that over Mike. It's just, it, it's such a, like a good move to have that sort of jury thing where, Hey, Mike played his idol on me. That's not a move for him. That's a move for me because I had an idol and I did not need it. I, I think that Marianne had the perfect strategy of um, portraying herself as someone that didn't have self-awareness, but then showing it in her actions that she did at the end. She was the o- I, I, she said this. She was the only one that kept the secret the whole game. And it yeah. was that idol. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that Marianne's deserving of being on here. Um, I, I the only my only reservation is that I feel like she could have been number one. Could have been number one. Interesting. That's oh. that's where I would have played her, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, she's uh will she be the top Canadian on the list? We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Because I will warn you, Joel, as 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 we're going on here, I had a strong stance of someone that should be higher than Jesse. You're gonna play Ricard number one. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. I don't know. Because I had a buddy, strong stance. But, uh, buddy, I didn't play Daniel Strunk again I, because I didn't want to piss you off too much. Okay, I did. I want. I I thought maybe you would owe me later. Sorry to sound like <laughs> fucking Josh from season San Juan del Sur. Are I you feel comparing like you owe me, Baylor? Are you comparing like Strunk? You, you owe me, Baylor. Are you comparing Strunk? I saved you to Ricard. I think they're the same. Oh, my God. This is a list with Brad Reese, Mike Turner. So what do you want me to play here? You want me to play Erica here? And what are you going to play at number one? Gabler? No, thank you. (laughs) I think you should just do what's right and move. And then you you, you do what's right. I think you should move Ricard higher. I'm not moving Ricard higher. I'll play. If you're going to play, if you... If you're going to play Ricard right now, I'll play Daniel Strunk right now. 
Well, then I'll have to do regard. We're blowing up the list. If you do okay. Daniel Strunk right now, I'll have to do Jonathan. Don't tempt me, man. <laughs> Anything for not Ricard. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with what I want here, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think you know what should go at number one after this. Okay. I th- I think you know. I'm not playing Daniel Strunk here. Okay. This guy should have been number three. I disagree, but it's said in stone. And now Jesse is our number two. I think that that's a fan favorite uh, choice. Some people might even put Jesse number one, honestly. I think I, so. I, I think. think people, he definitely played in for a, a, I guess, non-modern era season. Like he would do so well in the thirties and twenties. Like he was just played so smart. And so persuasively, um, I think he would do really well. And uh, yeah, yeah. I I think that Jesse. He, I think I think he would have able been able to to in in a non fire making season. He would have been able to talk his way into the final three. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Jesse. And I mean, so I, the comparison here, I guess, is. It has to be Ricard because we've created this now. But I think that Jesse played a don't play Ricard number one arrogant season, but oh he was God. more likable. I I think that Ricard also played an arrogant season, but was less likable than Jesse. I think that Jesse is the more likable player. He had the um he had the story and everything like that, and I think that you wanted to get behind Jesse. But what I didn't like was that he really didn't try to play down his threat level. He talked he did for most of the game. He but, did for most of the game. You're but, talking about the one time where his daughter said in a letter, get that money. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. And he said it, it tribal was so council. Much less, so much less of a moment than you make it out to be. He you talked, talked about that so much. Like he Nobody gave a shit. People laugh. It made people laugh. He yeah. wasn't. But he you was don't think it was that he got a letter mind? from his daughter. He's saying he got a letter from his daughter telling him to win. That's not that big of a deal. As such a big threat level. He wasn't a threat up to that point. People did not see him as a threat. Yeah, but by the end, everyone wanted him to win. They thought he should win so badly. Hey, he made the one mistake, but that's why he should have been a number three and not number two. I think that the, the eliminating Cody when he did was a huge mistake. I think it was a huge but, mistake. But, but it was an insane play. It was a really cool play. It was a showy play. It yeah. was entertaining. In a really fun wise. way. Well, and that's how I'm structuring my list. I I just think that as I mean, that's I guess the divide of our of our opinion. And but people aren't gonna agree with me as well, I think. That I, I think that Ricard was less showy about it, and I think that he um had a lot more subtleties to his game. And that's why I would put him higher than Jesse. But I think are you in at least in agreement that as far as non-winners go, those are the two? Of no, this... I would put I would put Shan over Ricard. But Ricard got out Shan. Well, Marianne won and Jesse is in front of her in the list. 
and they weren't on the same season. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend for this. I thought you would play Gabler here. You thought <laughs> I would play Gabler? <laughs> I guess I'll have to. <laughs> okay. Is there anything if else I... you want to say about Jesse? Um, I think that he, yeah, he had a great backstory. He played well. He played, and I mean, I I want to like talk about the night that Noel went home. He had a, a like a three step strategy on how to blindside someone, which I thought was really interesting. And uh, any future Survivor players, I think it honestly is a really good way to get people out. Like, have the backstory, have have someone turning, but also uh, take care of the wild card was really good. It'll be interesting to see how that season affects future seasons, as we we won't see it in this one, but likely the next one we'll see how everyone on that season. I'm interested to see how um, the Survivor uh, people playing right now who've just watched the last three seasons would react to um, like the under the radar players winning. Are they going to all want to play under the radar or are they just going to as fans of Survivor if they're going to reject that and all want to play forward, which I think would be most fun. Well, trying to get a forward winner. We'll have to see. Front. We'll have to see what how this one actually shapes up. But I think based off of preseason, there was someone that they haven't. They didn't see the forty four people. Didn't see forty three. But after preseason, you can see who from forty one and forty two is shaping everyone's thoughts. I think. And coming up with something that is defining so far these early 40s survivor and uh, yeah, put them there. Okay, let's get your number one pick. Oh, he sent it to me. Uh, Okay, you went the right way. Good for you. Finally, a copacetic pick that we all agree on. Number one, a former guest of this podcast, Erica. Kasupanan. And Erica is a controversial winner as well. I know that there's some uh, people that feel a different way. We've always been pretty high on Erica as a winner, though, uh, and not just out of bias. But I think that Erica, as we've seen in the preseason of this, is defining this era of Survivor as an under-the-radar winner and really defining the the under-the-radar player and emphasizing that going forward. Now, is that becoming a little bit annoying? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you have to give the respect at the person that did it so well that others want to. Mm -hmm. I think Erica played really smartly, really great. She was adaptable with the players she was playing with. I think she took a look at the the groundwork around her and was like, okay, I'm going to let these people kind of eat each other and I'll be pushing and hoisting them up and and making things go my way uh, along the way. She But she was a lamb and let the lions eat each other and then had her cake at the end. I thought that was a very cool gameplay and it was probably the most straightforward gameplay 
of the three winners, I think she probably had the clearest outcome. Marianne had her ups and downs in the game. Um, but I mean, if I were to have my way with this list a bit, I would probably put Marianne ahead of Erica just because Marianne had some flashier moves that I liked a bit more. And obviously the way I've been playing this draft, Marianne was more of a character in her own season than Erica was. That's no, the, the, not the fault of Erica's per se, but the fault of the editors. But, uh, I think Erica is, I'm very satisfied with her number one on the pick. And that's not just because she's been nice to us. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, yeah, I agree with you. The Marianne and Erica could have went either way for me. Obviously I'm the one that made Marianne lower. Um, I why, didn't... why, what, what was the thought process there? Uh, complete bias. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that Erica define it. Like I said, I, I think that it's the becoming blueprint. more apparent that Erica's defined or her win defined what this era of survivor is heading towards. And I, I know that we've had our complaints with the under the radar and now it's become the like Gabler one due to it. Yeah. Um, we had a completely like under the radar finale. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, but I think that, uh, as far as influence, Erica has influenced what survivor is right now more than Marianne has. And that's why I had to go, uh, higher, even though I debated between the two, uh, when I was initially making my list. Okay, cool. So as far as the final list goes, Joel, Mm -hmm. for the best players of Modern Survivor, 41 through 43, heading into 44, where we'll undoubtedly have a few that uh, might crack the list. Mm -hmm. Number seven, Brad Reese. Yeah, baby. Number six, Cody. Mm -hmm. Number five, Cassidy. Number four, Mike Turner. Number yeah, baby. three, Marianne. Number two, Jesse. And number one, Erica Kasupanan. Okay, great. That's a good list. Let's talk about uh, discards. Yeah. Who, who didn't make the list that you wanted to? Um, If I had the seven and six, I would have put uh, Gabler and Omer there. I knew I knew I knew that you wanted Gabler on the list. I just <laughs> I had a feeling that you wanted a uh uh Gabler. Omer is a good pick as well. As much um, as I don't think that Gabler should have won that season, I think that you have to I felt like all three winners had to be represented and I wanted to put Gabler as number 7, but I knew if I didn't get the very last pick, I wouldn't have put him on. Uh, obviously I had strunk high. I thought the Desh- I had, I thought the Deshaun was a really interesting character to watch. I know that some people found him annoying. I thought he was, he was emblative. I think of the modern era, he was trying to play the game while also thinking about real life stuff. He played with his emotions a lot, which I think he, he was, he was very exemplary of, of a second place finalist. I think he's similar to Mike in more in subtle ways. But uh, so I, I was thinking about playing Deshaun, but I kind of went for some wackier picks along the way. I think Xander as well could have been talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, And then Omer and uh, 
um, uh, Strunk. Obviously, Ricard's a big discard. I thought that Shan, um, Shan as Shan, well. Shan could have been talked about. I thought uh, Drea could have been talked about. Yeah. Uh, Noel. Noel. There, there was a few Jonathan. Yep. Hi. Hi. Did I say hi? No, you didn't. Uh, you didn't say hi. Um, okay. I thought you were saying that Jonathan should have been high. Well, he he's high all the time in that he's tall. <laughs> uh, but looking at this uh, list here, I think Ellie Ellie was also fun to watch. Not a great player, but fun to watch, and would like to see her come back. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that maybe um, there was a world where you'd put Evie. Forgot about Evie. Evie. I I wouldn't probably play her. I liked uh, Evie, but I think I like her more personality wise than I do as a character or a strategic player. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I would want to be her friend. If we're doing a who you want to be friends with draft, I feel like Owen and Evie would be up <laughs> there for me. I think that the biggest win of this list is that Cassidy's higher than Carla or that Cassidy's on it and Carla's not. That's I agree with that, time. though. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm I'm glad that we uh, that we have that. That makes me proud of this list. And I don't think it's as uh, bad as I think the Brad Reese is an oddball seven. I think that. But what else is seven for then? Mm-hmm. Exactly. For that. Like the wacky picks. Yeah. So. Just uh, debate at home whether you think that my Gabler pick would have been better than Brad Reese. Mm-hmm. That would have been your seven pick? Yeah. Well, my plan was to do Daniel Strunk and Brad Reese off the top. Yeah, I'm glad that you got Brad Reese and Cody, I think, are better than Strunk and Reese. So I'm glad I used my veto when I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cody, are you looking forward to... um? A uh, fun night on Wednesday. Yeah, I I think that the finale is going to be great. I can't wait for us Pardon to. Pardon me. What? The finale. Or <laughs> the premiere at the end. Yeah, we're already at the. Uh, the premiere is going to be great. I I'm excited to uh, to see you in person here, Joel. As mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. and we in... just recorded an episode of Spooked. Mm-hmm. Which uh, will have come out a couple? Or no, it will come out in two days actually, because this will be released immediately. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I it'll be interesting to see who from this season cracks the top seven in a future list, perhaps, mm-hmm. or maybe one where we rank every single player from forty one to forty four. Or from uh, 1 to 44. <laughs> That's going to be our off season is a 15-part complete survivor ranking. Buddy, it would have to be 40 parts, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. We'd have to, like, speed through it. Like, Zane Knight. <laughs> Number one. Brandon Hans. Vito. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Check out sonarnetwork.com for all our links to our social media. 
and uh, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe us. You can also leave a rating, five-star rating for us on Spotify. And you can follow us along on social media, but also send us a message if you want. Um, and Yeah, uh, let us know what you thought of the list, what your list would be. Mm-hmm. Let me check if we have any messages. I don't think we do. Oh, we're good. Grow your Instagram page, blah, blah, blah. All right, then. Thank you all for listening and see you soon. Good night, everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 